Bible and Crossroads is your show all about nonprofits and the people that make the mission happen. I'm Marjorie Moore, the Executive Director of Mind's Eye, and it's my personal mission to make nonprofits stronger by identifying and fixing the rubs that come up so often between people and the mission. And we have my fabulous co-host, Natalie Jablonski, the Nonprofit Ninja. That's right, specializing in helping nonprofits maximize their time, talent, and resources to achieve organizational greatness. And we have a guest today. We do. It's a very special guest. I'm really excited. Me too. So today's guest and I have known each other for over 15 years. We went to college together. And back then, neither of us were thinking about any of this nonprofit stuff. We're going to talk about marketing today. I don't know. Well, she was probably thinking about marketing because I think that might have been a major. Um, But today we have Katie Mahoney. She is an integrated marketing consultant and the owner of the Mahoney Group. And she's worked with large companies, small nonprofit associations, really everybody. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, so, hi, Katie. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, so, it's been a while since college, but I've been working in marketing for the last 10 years. Um, and like Margie said, I've been working, you know, kind of for a variety of uh, companies and associations, some itty-bitty and some ginormous corporations. And uh, I look forward to talking to you guys about target marketing today. Well, we're really glad you're here, Katie. Thanks so much. So today we really want to focus on target marketing because I'm sure that Katie could tell us all sorts of wonderful things that our listeners would really enjoy. But we really want to focus in on that target marketing and how nonprofits can use target marketing to help enhance their mission and also communicate better with their donors. So, Katie, tell us a little bit more about what this means when we talk about target marketing. so basically, just so that we're all on the same page, target marketing is really um, just instead of sending out the same message to your entire audience, target marketing is talking about kind of grouping people into like segments, we'll call them, um, and pulling your message in on the things that are most important to them. So if you have some donors or um, people who are attend events or a part of your association who are really focused on one area uh, that you're offering, you're going to talk that up. Um, whereas to another group, you're going to talk up something different. It's looking at uh, marketing as building relationships like you would if you were talking to them live um, face-to-face. Oh, that's that, that's actually a light bulb moment for me, like being able to, you know, I feel like, okay, I've got like 2,000 people in my database. It's so hard to talk to each and every one of them, but that being able to talk to, talk to them like I'm talking to face-to-face, like that's, that makes that's, sense. That's my light bulb moment for today, I think. So we can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie, well, when good. I heard you say was talking about messages that make sense to them. So we're not yeah. talking. We're not talking about uh, giving them, you know, feeding them by the water water hose. Mm-hmm. We're in fe- instead, we're giving them little bite sized pieces of things that make sense to them. Exactly. You exactly. It's so key to really keep your message. You know, kind of in marketing, they, uh, the new top term is snackable. People's attention spans are just so short that if you have, you know, if your messaging is always six pages long, you're losing them. And so mm-hmm. it's, we always want in marketing, we always want it to be about them and what they care about. Um, and that's what you're going to, you're going to tell them about because you're offering something good and a value. You just have to make sure that you're presenting to them in a way that's easy for them to understand. Excellent. And I would think that if you're going to to go there and you have to know more about your donors, because if if marketing is all about relationship building and you're talking about uh, or suggesting, may I may I say that 
we take our marketing and we find out what's interesting to them and give that to them, we first have to know what's interesting to them. So we're talking about making sure your database is up to date and ready to go. Oh, gosh. So how, what kind of fancy, expensive software do I have to have for this? Uh, Katie? <laughs> okay. So no, the good news is no fancy, expensive software. The bad news is you really got to put on your thinking cap and you really have to make sure that you're smart about what you're doing and the data you're keeping and what you have. Um, you know, I've had a lot of clients over the years that I, they, I look at, they keep track of every event, every dollar, every click, every, you know, and they never use it. Mm-hmm. So they throw it all into a massive database and then it's like, oh yeah, but that's in there. Mm. And the key is, is to take what you have and use it. And sometimes it's never going to be perfect. You, you're not going to have the perfect set of information. Sometimes you just have to go with what you've got and start collecting more information moving forward. Um, so it's all about really thinking about ahead about what you want to do and how you want to use it. So it doesn't make sense in my mind. It doesn't make sense to just collect all this great information and put it into a database and say, you have a really nice database. (laughs) But it's so pretty and shiny. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's all about taking it back out and using it and, you know, making sure that it's something that's of value to you. And I think that's a great point. Sorry, that's a great point because what I see that happens is that you'll see a nonprofit, and I hear this all the time, that they want to do more marketing. They want to do, you know, segment marketing, target marketing but they don't have the data to do it. And they say, oh, but our database isn't up to date. Mm-hmm. And I see them at an event two years later and I say, have you started? Oh, well, our database isn't up to date. So at some point we have to invest in the beginning, which is getting that database usable, workable, getting all that information that's in your executive director's head. I know that's what Marjorie mm-hmm. likes to store that's some of her stuff, right? Stuff. <laughs> right. So get it out of the head, get it into that database, get the basic fields put in such as male, female, the salutation, uh, information about relationships, and at least spend some time working on just investing in a good database because a good database is priceless. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, that time is the key, I think, too, that spending that time on it, it's it's worth it. And, you know, you feel like, oh, I could be doing something more important. Like, this is one of the most important things you could do, I think. Because you're really setting well, the foundation for success of the organization, right, Katie? Exactly. And what the, the time, is it going to come back to you tenfold? Because you're going to, if if your list, Margie, if, you're, if your list is 2,000 people, and next time you do a mailing, you only need to print up 500 um, and mail 500, that's, that's the savings right there. Oh, every time, <laughs> every single time that you're doing that. And that's for whether you're doing it digitally and you're sending out emails, you're going to get list burn where people just stop caring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, you don't want to, you don't want to bombard people. You want to get, you want to send them the information that's relevant to them, that's of interest to them and say, Hey, here, buy me. And they're, you're going to get returned. Oh, absolutely. So when we're looking at, um, how we break these up, once, let's say we we're we're getting that Excel spreadsheet out, you know, out of the database. What uh, what kind of things do I need to pull out so that I know how to segment? Like, what what things are we looking at? Yep, sure. So, I mean, like, if we if you can use an example of a fundraising organization, for example, um, if you're a fundraiser and you're collecting information about the number of uh, you know the number of times that somebody has donated, the um, the times that they've like the time of month, the uh, the months that they've donated. Are they an annual donor? Like every fall they donate no matter what? Or do they kind of either hit or miss? They're, they're, you know, a few dollars here, a few dollars there. They're responding to various things. 
those would all kind of, you're able to say, you know, find groups of like people. So if you had, let's say, a group group of 2,000 people and you say, okay, of these 2,000, 50% of them always give in December, then you know what you can send out to those people in December. I mean, that's a huge time for you. Now, Katie, is there such a thing as over-segmenting? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great point. You don't want to, you don't want to get your list so small that you're spending so much time getting to, you know, the, the, these minute details. You want to look for kind of big blobs of people that are in the same kind of, you know, time frame or, um, or area. You know, it really depends on if you're, if you're, if it's a giving or if it's an event. If it's an event, you know, one thing that you can do is you can look up zip codes and, just sends the event to people that are, you know, in the immediate area that are likely to come. Um, nobody's going to drive, you know, 900 miles to go to happy hour. So I might. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Katie. You've known her since college. You know that's true. Okay, <laughs> that was <laughs> point. <laughs> um, so it's just it's being smart about it, but it, absolutely you want to be careful of. Um, You'll get all the information, and you can run some really simple things in Excel. Um, you know, there's things like pivot tables and VLOOKUP that let you merge data in Excel, and all that stuff is just a, you know, a quick YouTube video and Google away to get your hands around how you can do it. Um, but you're able to kind of see some patterns and look at your data in a little bit of a different way. Oh, that's really good, using those resources, because I know we had – for a long time, we had a, a pivot table queen on, on staff here at Mind's Eye, and then she she was no longer with the organization. She had made all these beautiful pivot tables, and we don't know what to do with them. <laughs> but they're gorgeous. So, um, you know, having people on staff that have those those basic understandings of Excel, of Excel is, I think it's so important. Right. And, and even if you have someone who knows your database really well, whether mm-hmm. it's a customer relationship management database or a fundraising software database, as long as you know how to extract the data you want, mm-hmm. then even the most basic of Excel spreadsheets can get you where you want to go. So if you are just trying to connect, for example, people who give in memory of and whoever they're giving in memory of is another female, you might mm-hmm. be a Mother's Day appeal might be a great way to start. So you can just go into a donor software program, regardless of how you're tracking it, and say, I only want to see in my query people who have given uh, in memory of someone and that whoever that someone in is is checked as a female. And then pull those out and use those for your Mother's Day as opposed to drilling down really deep and looking for people who specifically say they gave to a mom. Oh, yeah, that's good. Right. Hugely valuable. That's such a great piece of advice. So, and so it's I guess that we, creative thinking, um, just to add on to that, that's it's that creative thinking of how you can look at your data that you um, that we talked about uh, just a few minutes ago at the beginning that you want to step back and say, what can how can I use what I got? Mm-hmm. Um, because you again, you can spend thousands of hours and thousands of dollars, um, but if you don't really step back and figure out what you're trying to do, um, it's hard to come up with the you know campaigns or the ideas to make it happen. Mm, yeah, that's such a good thing. I, I'm thinking of just all these different things that we could do just here of, you know, splitting them up, you know, different pieces, because we've done it the easy way for a long time. We've said, OK, we're going to send this letter to donors. We're going to send this letter to clients and this letter to volunteers. And that is a form of segmentation. It's a little segmentation. Exactly. But gosh, we could get even better if we wanted to, it sounds like. And I think it's just all about setting it up with a strategy. And it sounds like, Katie, that's one of the resources you provide is getting that strategy put together. Is that correct? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's really just kind of stepping back and looking at, um, you know, some of the things that I do is take a look at, like, what you have to be able to um, segment it and look at what your goal is. You know, is your goal to get more donors? Then we can, you know, do that. Do you need more volunteers? You know, it just it depends on everything comes back to what are you trying to get to? Um, because it's hard to say that it's hard to create something that's going to get you there if you don't know where you're going. Absolutely. So one of the the articles that we were reading kind of to get ready was um, about creating personas to kind of bridge the gap to your target audiences. And I think that one was from the Getting Attention blog. And it was talking about um, writing to personas instead of like vague groups of people, kind of like my light bulb moment either earlier. But yeah. um, how do you create those personas of people? Or can you can I, you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a fantastic thing. I personally think about somebody that I know like that. Um, you know, so I, I, um, you know, I like to make it real, um, you know, it could be the cashier at my, um, you know, my local pool, like, you know, it doesn't mean that they're my best friend, mm-hmm. but I try and figure out what, who everybody is, you know, and whoever I'm across that I think it embodies the characteristics of that, um, of that target person. Um, you know, no matter who they are, you know, um, I've got one client and, um, we're working with, um, targeting uh, key executives, and they're really into um, the cost savings is a huge, obviously a huge buzzword for everybody these mm-hmm. days, um, and they're, you know, they're just, they're, they've got no, these million-dollar budgets that are going towards only if it's going to save us, you know, a certain percentage, and I just think of my, you know, I, I think of this, of these key executives of my little grandma who used to sit in the kitchen <laughs> and have, like, stacks of money, like, this is for the baker, this is for the... <laughs> You know, for the groceries, this is for the mortgage, <laughs> like just that kind of, uh, and it makes them a real person to me. Um, when I'm trying to think about like, what do they care about? I think about like, would she care? You know, when we're talking about money things, um, that's, it's easier for me to relate to if it's a person in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one sense? of the great, one of the ways that I found that it works for me and I think everybody kind of has their own way of getting that persona is just doing brainstorming with your team. So oh, yeah. you mentioned, you know, grandma putting this together. So everyone has had a grandma or has a grandma like figure in their, in their mind or in their family. And so what is that person like and what do they like and what do they appreciate about this message? And really just start putting things up on the wall so you can, it almost becomes a, a real person in your mind and that's who you're targeting. So you make sure that you think of all those different little pieces that she or he might like. Oh, and then your donor letters get so much better when you're writing to that person. Isn't that that's true. Like, oh, wow. One of the things you're writing to, I think a huge thing, like you've hit something there, is you're writing to a person. Mm-hmm. You're not, um, so often I see marketing that is, it's just, it's not to a person. It's we do this, we do that. Here's what you can buy. Here's what you can do. Here's how you can help. Um, and it's not it's not really appealing to a, a, a real human. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say you know you're kind of saying what you your wishes and what you're doing. Um, you're not saying like people like you are going to benefit from this. You'll enjoy doing this. You'll be grateful. You'll feel good. Um, it's talking to that human. It's a person to person contact. Well, and that donor centric writing, we, we know, you know, from, from all of our fundraising classes, that really, that increases our likelihood of the gift, that brings that ROI up even more. And I think everybody, including the bean counter financial people, are very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. 
You know, Katie, one of the things that I'm always worried about when I get into target marketing or segmented marketing is leaving someone out. So we have those special people that we know want to be invited, even if they do live in Oregon and we're having a cocktail party on Thursday, they want to be invited. They may not be driving in like Marjorie will, or Mm -hmm. they will be writing a check or they will be hurt if they're not invited. And so Mm. how do we segment without offending? Does that, that make sense? Yeah, that makes good sense. Yeah, and, and so it's a great, I mean, um, I guess the, so first and foremost is you're never in your marketing are you going to say this is to the people who are in this segment. Um, you know, you're not, it's not going to be as overt as that. It's just going to be tweaked to the messaging and what's happening. And I think, um, that, you know, there are going to be some people that get left out that aren't going to be, um, included in everything because you can't be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. Having said that, um, there's also going to be people that should get everything. They're your, they're your super users. You know, they are, you know that they want to be involved in everything and that they care and they react to everything. Include them in everything. So in that case, would you suggest putting like a VIP query in your database so that whenever you're doing something, then that particular group would capture that segment as well? Exactly. So, it, you know, when we're talking about, when we're talking about segmenting stuff that you've got in your database, one of the things that, um, I often really recommend is that we put in that segment, uh, we add a field into the database, whatever it is, so that you're, you're labeling them as, the, as something. Um, and to kind of, Natalie, your point earlier, you know, I try to really segment them into one bucket. You know, um, they can fall into 750 different shades of gray, um, but they're gray. Um, and so you have to kind of, you have to kind of figure out what you want to do. Those segments can change all the time, but you've got to get a base segment down so that you can really start looking at things um, and then analyze it from there. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So when we're talking about like a, like a VIP list, we all know donors who are in our group who want to be invited to every event regardless because they are social bugs They oh, yeah. and they work it and they love it. We have other people who are VIPs because they're on the board and mm-hmm. they want to be invited by virtue of their board status, but they're not, they're, they really aren't going to come. And yeah. so you can even segment your VIP list per se if you wanted to really get into it so that they were really feeling included in the way that make, makes most value to them. Yeah. So they're, they're included by getting the invitation and then they're done. They've sent their check and they're very happy. <laughs> These are the same people that like the no dinner dinners. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, yeah, and I think, you know, and you can get as, um, you know, technical or, you know, as simple as you want. Um, if you're just starting out for people who aren't doing target marketing and, you know, uh, Marjorie, you're, you're, you're already doing target marketing. I mean, you're, you're, you are segmenting your list, whether you realize it or not, you're doing it. Um, and so it's like <laughs> taking it to the next level, you know, and being able to really then segment within those you know, categories is that you're going to get an even better return. Oh, excellent. So, Katie, what are some of the tips and tricks that I think are maybe the listeners of the show can use this week to to get started with this and get better results? That's a good point. Well, yeah, where do they get started? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, really, I mean, to get started is just take the first step. You've got to do it. So get your list, take a look at it, and, you know, sit back and really think about what, you know, one specific thing that you're trying to do, whatever is in your, you know, your plan for the year, something that you'd really want to knock out of the park and you'd be willing to, you know, take some time to think about 
who do I want to come and what do they look like? Those customer profiles um, that you talked about, um, you know, is a great way to kind of say, like, do they, do they kind of fit? If I have these people, would they come? And then, you know, map them back to those people. Um, but I think, you know, really my biggest um, piece of advice is to start. You know, you're going to scrape your knees along the way, but nothing is perfect. You're going to use, there's there's just no perfect decision. You're going to use all the information that you have available at the time, and you're going to move on. And, you know, and um, if you wait until you have the perfect database and the perfect idea of what you're going to do, you just won't ever do it. Well, and I think that when you're thinking about something like this, it's easy to wait because you are waiting for that perfect storm. Mm-hmm. It's almost uh, the combination of an art and a science when you're talking about segmented marketing and target marketing because there is the science behind it with regards to keeping the database up to date and fresh and being able to have the strategy about that. But then the art of finding the persona and finding the, the things that work best for your donors and for your organization or for your marketing brand. Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's the the big thing is what's going to work for you. So let's see, we're taking the time, we're starting to do it. Maybe we're putting an hour or two aside every day to do a little bit of database updating, and lo and behold, we're we feel good enough about it that we're ready to do the next step. What what else can we do? Yeah. So once you once you kind of get that, you know, you've got okay. Here's what I've got a segment, and here's what I want to do is um. Some people I've seen so often, I see people getting into, they get the list together and they still want to tell them every single thing that the organization has. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're drinking off the garden you know. hose again because we're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they need to know how amazing. And you are amazing. Um, but, you know, it's, but the point is, is that you can make it, your messaging can really hone in on what the people are looking for in that segment. So, you can, you know, you, you don't have to tell them about every single thing that you're offering and all the great things that you're doing because it overwhelms them. Um, and really going back to that earlier conversation about the snackable, you know, people, how often do you personally read the entire newsletter, you know, cover to cover? How many emails do you get that you really pay attention to? Um, and so you're trying to break through that clutter and you've got to, you've got to keep it, you know, kind of short and simple. Um, and really make it something that they can kind of scan and say, oh, wait, yeah, that's something I care about. Yeah, oh, this is something I'm into. Um, and you gotta, you gotta propose it to them, put it to them in a way that they can take action on it right away. So if you've got, you know, sending out a, a mail piece, then you want to make sure that there's a way for them to, you know, move right now, to sign up right now, to register, to get on the list, whatever it is, um, so that you just, you don't want to send out all this work so hard to get this list, work so hard to get your message right, and then have a week offer. Mm, Yeah. One of the things you said, Katie, made me want to ask another question. So I've always been thinking in my head since we've started this particular conversation is about marketing, and I think of direct mail, Mm -hmm. because it's just something that we all use. But are there other mediums of marketing that we could be using and applying this segmentation, this targeted marketing, maybe not just our newsletters that are in print, but emails that we're sending out or social media oh. posts that we're using or different types of social media? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, in terms of email, I mean, I I view um, email as like kind of the easy, easiest one um, in terms of, you know, get, getting that segment out because you can test it. Mm. So that's how you're able to kind of do some beta testing to see, do, am I on the right track? Um, you know, you don't have to do your 10,000 piece mailer as your first segmented marketing test. 
you know, you can certainly do that. Um, and Natalie, actually, you're probably better than I at social media, um, but there's there's many ways that you can really target and uh, put in things on social media um, and, and posts that are, you know, radius limited and things like that. Um, in terms of email, I mean, I do tons of things that just digitally um, are kind of one-off, you know, we're going to test it and see if this works. Yep, it works. Okay, we can make it into a larger campaign. Um because we don't want to, we don't want to, like, I talked a little bit about the list burn. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't want to, you know, if you're, if you're constantly talking to people, um, you're just going to become kind of background noise. And so there's, there's definitely a balance and it really varies on the message of the organization. Um, but it really varies on how often people want to be talked to. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about testing a segment, we're talking about the analytics behind it. So if it's electronic or social, we're looking at the digital analytics that come back to us. Maybe it's a click, how many times they click something or how many times they actually opened an email. And then for paper, I've seen a lot of times people will use certain codes on the return envelope so that if they get a response back, then they'll know that that's the appeal that register with that individual. And then they can track that to say that it was successful or not successful based on that response, right? Absolutely. Um, there is, um, in terms of, you know, you've got dozens of tracking opportunities in terms of the special codes, special URLs, um, different things in terms of the responses and what you're um, doing. I've seen people, you know, change the pricing um, based on who they're sending to. You can change, um, the, you know, where they're going to, who they email, like the reply. Um, and then on the, the um, in, in email campaigns, you want to see not only the clicks and opens um, and the click-throughs, but actually the people who, you know, kind of finalized. So um, you want to see the, the number of donations or the number of, you know, event registrations that come from that particular campaign. Um, and, you know, it's certainly um, the end result is always going to be that, you know, you're getting money in the door. Um, but you've got to take some time to get somebody to pay attention. And so you just want to see when they when did they pay attention? Because you might email to them three times on the same topic, and it's the last time that you get them to actually, you know, click through. And there's a variety of reasons that could be, you know, the first time they just didn't see it, you know, or they saw it and they put it in their to-do list. You know, I mean, how many emails do you have in your inbox? You're like, I'll get to that. I need to do that. <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> so, so the challenge is for our listeners, if you are hearing this and you're like, I want to get started, where do I start? What I heard you say, Katie, is if your database is not current and up to date, then that's the first place to start on making sure you're investing time in in your database. If you feel comfortable with your database, and even if maybe you're not, but you think you've got some good data to start, Mm -hmm. it sounds like what Marjorie is doing with some basic segmentation would be then your next challenge uh, for the next week is how can we do some real basic at the basic level segmentation. And if you're already there as a listener and you're saying, well, where do I go to the next level, then starting with one of those segments and saying how many different ways can we break this out and then which one do we want to start with first because you don't want to overwhelm yourself. But also, Katie, to your point, you want the analytics to verify the work that you're doing is paying off to uh, benefiting the mission of the organization. Absolutely, because you can't, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I encourage all the listeners to take it one step at a time that, um, you know, if you try and say, okay, well, we've got to get everybody into a segment, you're just going to, you, you bit too much of the, you know, you bit off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's, it's a process. You got, you have to look at marketing as that building relationship 
and, um, you know, really being a salesperson. Nobody's trying to do everything to everyone at the same exact time. Um, you do it one by one by one by one. And so you'll get there. Um, you just have to kind of work at it as a, you know, it's a process. Great advice. Very good advice. So, Katie, we, one last question before we wrap up. What is your biggest target marketing win that you've had in, in your career or that you can tell us about that's not top secret? Um, my most non-top secret um, marketing win is I think I was working uh, – my family had a, a plumbing company, and it, so it was a small plumbing company, not huge revenues or anything like that. And we started um, just honestly using the newspaper listings of people who bought new homes. Um, and we looked up, you know, sent off a little, you know, promo to those people and said, hey, we'd like to be your plumber. Welcome to the neighborhood. And we got $100,000 in revenue from wow. those little, little mailers. Um, and we were a $5 million company, so we were not – $100,000 was a huge ROI um, for, you know, I think we paid, you know, 300 bucks um, for the promotion. Um, How so creative. It was just, it's that, I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to have the perfect, you know, pieces kind of together. Um, it's just kind of thinking like, okay, well, what, what would they be interested? Somebody new? They're going to, they're going to need somebody, you know, and mm-hmm. so I think I encourage your listeners just to, you know, kind of think what can we do that is going to, is going to be like, oh yeah, like <laughs> I need this because it's all about them all about the year of the, the people that you're talking to, getting into their shoes. Amazing. Thank you so much, for Katie, for joining us today. And how can our listeners reach you if they want more information about target marketing or even better if they say, oh, my gosh, that Katie Mahoney, she knows her stuff. I need her to help me figure all this out, like, one-on-one. How much do we get you? <laughs> so, um, I certainly, I'd love to connect with listeners on LinkedIn. Um, so, my, my name is Katie Mahoney. It's K-A-T-I-E. And then Mahoney is M-A-H-O-N-E-Y. Excellent. And we will have the link to your LinkedIn on link, on, on our uh, show notes so people can get. Um, thank you again for joining us. Thank you Thanks, to all Katie. of you listening um, for joining us on 501 Crossroads. Uh, 501 Crossroads is recorded at the studio of Mind's Eye Radio and is produced and hosted by me, Marjorie Moore. And me, Natalie Jablonski. And Mike Curtis and is our sound engineer who worked extra hard today to bring our very first Skype interview to you. Um, please go to iTunes or Stitchers or your favorite app and subscribe and leave us some feedback so others can find us. And you can find us on Facebook at 501 Crossroads. Please like us, uh, share us, let people know we're here. And uh, thank you. And remember, we're all working towards the same outcomes.